Good morning, San Diego. James Bengala here with your Bricks and Bones commercial real estate podcast. This is a podcast to discuss the ins and outs of commercial real estate in the submarkets that power the U.S. real estate investment market. One of my guests I'll be bringing on a little bit later today is Julian Hawk. He is a, um, a would you say, a protege and a prodigy um, of mine and is going to be crushing the commercial real estate market in another 20 years. Yes, that's right, 20 years. So right now he is three months and two weeks old and has a big smile on his face right now. He is figuring out his hands and feet. Um, Next thing you know, we'll be um, doing future time money equations and looking at uh, return on investments, right? He's looking at me right now. He is pretty excited about it, yeah. He's also chewing on his fingers, and that makes him happy. So thank you for tuning in. First episode of Bricks and Bones Commercial Real Estate. I am your host, James Ben Gala. It is, what's the day's day today, Jules? Yeah, it is Wednesday, March 25th, 2020. As most of you know, we have a major, major global pandemic going on right now with the COVID-19. Um, started in Wuhan, China, has spread across the globe, has battered parts of Europe, parts of different parts of Asia, and um, is attacking the uh, North American continent in the U.S. as well. So this is a global um, pandemic that everyone is feeling, um, regardless of what industry you're in. Most are feeling it negatively. Many are feeling it positively. Companies like Amazon, companies like Walmart, companies like Costco, the food delivery companies are seeing a spike. Zoom, the video conferencing app, and Slack, the um, inter-office remote communication tool is seeing a boost in sales. Online porn, online poker, and online gaming are all seeing surges in their numbers. Your traditional um, stocks and equities that people are going to be most interested in on the Dow, the NASDAQ, and the S&P. Most of those are experiencing losses. So to kick this off, I think think we should hear from Julian here for a second, Julian Hawk, and see what he has to say about this, this issue at hand. That's right, folks. He is speechless. He doesn't know what to say. Um, there's a lot, to, a lot to comprehend, a lot to digest at this point in time. Uh, I want to go ahead and introduce myself. My name is James Bengala. I am a commercial real estate agent in San Diego, California, and I specialize in the brokerage of office buildings and office leasing. Um, in San Diego County, specifically in North County, San Diego, which comprises of the cities of Carlsbad, Encinitas, Oceanside, Vista, San Marcos, Escondido, um, Solana Beach, Del Mar, and Rancho Santa Fe. Uh, Very, very affluent communities uh, in the San Diego County 
marketplace and um, office is always a big chunk of the commercial real estate business here in this area. Um, prior to me getting into this, I had a, a kind of a weaving background from um, I started my own property maintenance and lawn care company when I was in college. Started that from scratch, from the ground up, while I was in school and business school, and uh, grew the company while I was in school and sold it for a nice little profit um, upon my graduation. I then moved out west from North Carolina to Colorado, where I got engaged in a um, vacation, luxury vacation rental company, which I helped grow from the being a sales manager to the director of sales and marketing up to the president of the company and part owner. And we experienced um, growth from 800,000 in revenues my first year there to over $5 million in revenues my my last year before my departure. Um, that company did go bankrupt. So, uh, you know, these are some of the things I want to share with you is I've, uh, you know, I want to share my successes and failures along the way, some of the risks that I've taken. And, um, where I'm at today and what's gotten me here. So after the luxury vacation rental market, yes, I know. Julian does want to share some stuff now. So just chime in whenever you're ready, buddy. After the luxury vacation rental market, I moved out to San Diego with my beautiful wife and I got into commercial real estate management. I got into the property management of a $90 million commercial real estate portfolio And it consisted of everything from uh, industrial buildings to um, office buildings, mixed use, um, single tenant, triple nets, to strip centers, retail strip centers, Um, even had uh, some some really quirky, um, um, how can I say it, Um, at a loss for words right now quirky properties that had shady businesses. Let's just say that. Um, Long story short, I learned the landlord side of the business early on from how they operate the business, how they how they forecast and project their rents and their budgets, um, how they reconcile their triple nets if they're a retail property and um, how they lease, how they market, how they lease their properties. And where they where they save costs, where they where they cut on uh, on expenditures, especially unnecessary expenditures, where they can get smart and saving money. Yes. Uh, that being said, after um, managing a uh, that portfolio for a handful of years, I got into commercial brokerage, worked as a tenant rep broker for for a few years. Uh, before landing at Lee and Associates Commercial Real Estate, which is where I am now as an office broker in North County, San Diego, uh, I am one of two. I am one of two founders of the North County Office Group in Lee and Associates uh, North County Office, and we specialize in, as I mentioned earlier, the office brokerage in North County, San Diego. What we're seeing in the marketplace today? What are we seeing, Julian? Yes, we're seeing lots of requests for rent concessions, rent relief, rent abatement. It's all over the board. We're seeing some landlords dig their heels in and say, hey, this isn't my problem as a property owner. 
I don't believe that's the way to go. Um, and then there are other landlords that are that are coming up with creative solutions to work with their tenants that pay them rent that ultimately pay their mortgage. So we have a mixed bag, and I think there's some creative approaches that we're seeing in the marketplace. Um, the the skinny on it is look, you've got a you've got an investment property, you've got solid tenants in place that pay your rent. Um, you know, let them keep paying you rent, but maybe push it out a little bit. You know, you want to keep cash flow on the books. Now, this might be a good opportunity if you've had some problems with some uh, some other tenants, some troublemakers. Maybe you clean them off the books. You know, maybe them being on the property and being late with um, with rent. Maybe you provide them a, a a a no obligation early exit, early termination, and let them go. Um, yeah, you think so too, huh? So anyway. Um, as we dive deeper into this, we will discuss um, all the different trends and, and, and topics, hot topics in commercial real estate, not only here in San Diego, but we'll be speaking to um, different real estate brokers, different agents, mortgage lenders, mortgage brokers. We'll be speaking to appraisers and property management companies, um, hopefully some attorneys and some, and some accountants as well. And um, we're going to have brokers from all, all the different um, property types, from retail to industrial to uh, office to land brokers to business brokers and everything in between, even some of the very, very niche um, business brokers and, and, um, and uh, cell phone tower brokers as well. So there's a lot of opportunity out there, uh, I think, casting... Uh, a large net uh, when you're talking about your network and and trying to pull as many people into it to have a a, a um, you know just a, a larger uh, reach when it comes to people with experience in different places that can shed some light and provide a different perspective on what you're doing and how you're doing it. It can only benefit you if you're willing to um, show up and listen and ask the right questions. Uh, you'll, you'll never know what you'll learn and how you can apply that um, for additional value in your life and in your business and, and what you do. So without any further ado, I will go ahead and open up the floor to our, uh, our guest today, Julian Hawk Bengala. Like I said, Julian is a protege and a prodigy and is only three months old, just over three months old now. How are you feeling about that, Julian? So he, he's feeling pretty good about it. Um, he said, you know, it's been a good three months so far and everything is, is um, on course, on par. So um, and what else do you think about your mama and your papa at this point in time? No comment. So obviously he there might be some judgment there still, but he is... Um, He's thinking about it. I think he'll probably have an answer for us uh, later in the show, or or maybe on the next time we have him. So, Julian, if you were if you were a, a small business owner, let's start from the small business owner point of view, and you were out in the marketplace right now looking for a property to invest in, okay? Whether you're purchasing 
or or maybe you're looking for a, a lease with an option to buy maybe you're looking at going the SBA route to purchase a property for yourself or maybe you're just loaded and, and as a cash buyer looking for something where do you where do you set your sights right now He doesn't want to let the cat out of the bag just yet. So um, I'll, I'll kind of fill in that question for him. So there are going to be lots of opportunities from the small business um, and, and the tenant side. So when I say small business or a business or tenant side, they're all the same. So anyone who doesn't um, own a, a um, piece of real estate, an asset that they then lease out to somebody else, obviously that's a landlord, that's an investor. Um, a small business owner or a business owner is going to either lease a space or they're going to buy their own space. Yeah, and, and, and typically they are going to buy a larger project and then lease out some of it as well. But just for clarity, small business owner in this situation is a tenant or a buyer. So there are going to be buying opportunities in these next three to six to nine months. Yep, there's going to be buying opportunities in these next three to six to nine months. That's for sure. There's no doubt about that. And with rates coming down, with the Federal Reserve lowering rates to zero, uh, we will see mortgage rates um, take a dip later in this year. Uh, maybe after supply has, has, or demand has decreased rather. Right now, from what I'm hearing is that they are overwhelmed with refinancing requests. And uh, it's going to take them a while before they get through all this stuff. So... A good business to be in if you are looking for work and you are licensed and maybe you got out of the game and want to get back in. Or even if you're a, a new a new kid on the block in the uh, commercial lending world, hey, great time to get started. It's going to be busy. It's going to be very, very busy. So um, there's going to be a lot of opportunities. I think rates are going to be very attractive. Um, and if you are a small business owner, there are there's assistance out there for you right now. There is... Um, the SBA Disaster Loan Relief Program, which is a program that offers small businesses a, um, a, a chunk of capital for, uh, for, for working capital. So you can put it towards rent, you can put it towards payroll, you can put it towards you know, other bills. So as long as it is day-to-day expenses and keeps you open, keeps your business open, your doors open, your people paid, and, and your business generating revenue... Um, there's going to be money for you. And I believe the rate that I saw, the fixed rate, would be 3.75% for small business loans up to $2 million out to 30 years, depending on your ability to borrow and pay back. And that's based on your your past financials. If you're a nonprofit, uh, they're offering rates at 2.75. So there are, there are tools out there for businesses. Yeah, getting money through the SBA isn't the quickest and easiest route, but if you are a business that have, have your, your books and your financials and, and everything in order in tip-top shape, it, it can be a fairly um, pain-free process. So there's going to be opportunities. I think there's going to be opportunities. Um, maybe in another 60 to 90 days, we'll see more prices soften. Right now, I see landlords and sellers trying to hold firm on their rates as they should. They want to keep the value of their property. Um, moving forward past that, though, we'll see how the demand affects you know, their ability to hold those prices, hold that value, and we'll see how unemployment, the unemployment rate affects that as well, especially depending on what industries they have uh, in their building on their property or, or you know, 
how their uh, investments, other investments are doing. From a landlord point of view, it's going to be really interesting. And I think there's a lot of creative options for, um, for them to work with tenants, you know, whether it's giving them multiple free months of rent and saying, hey, you've been a great tenant. I can afford to do this because I own the property free and clear versus if they have a, a note payment, they have a mortgage they need to be paying. Um, they're going to be going to their, their lender and uh, asking for a grace period as well. And in doing so, they can then float their tenants, you know, two to three to four months of a rent concession and say, hey, this is not a rental abatement where you're completely uh, scot-free of paying this rent. But, uh, you know, rather we take those three months and, and chop them up and amortize them over your, your, the year of 2021. Or maybe even we tack them on to the very end of your term and add three months to the end of your term, your lease term. So. Um, there's there's some creative approaches there as well that we're seeing. Um, moving past that, all the industries are going to get affected differently. Um, industrial, manufacturing, shipping, logistics. Uh, I, I think that's going to be the industry that has the the most um, or the strongest foundation for something like this, and the most stable. And and optimistic, forward-thinking approach. Up, oh. yeah, that felt good. Yeah, that felt good. That was a good sneeze. So, um, the logistics, the warehouses, manufacturing. Uh, I, I think, based on where the the overall retail model is going, it's fueling these industrial and manufacturing companies to continue to produce. However. Um, instead of going to retail stores and big boxes and boutiques, uh, you're going to see, a, I think, a, a, a continuation of what we have seen already with the home delivery services, but on a much, much, much larger scale. Okay, so uh, industrial manufacturing, I think if you're an investor, that's, that's a safe bet for the future. Look at getting into some industrial properties. Now... Um, retail is going to get hit the hardest. There's no doubt about it, especially with all the forced closures, with all the unemployment. Um, for the short term, they're going to get hit the hardest. Now, what I think we will see once all these closures are restricted, uh, these restrictions are lifted, we're going to see a massive, massive um, return of the public to these retail facilities that they miss going to. The restaurants, the bars... The music venues, the malls, right? The shopping centers, the the movie theaters, these places that, yeah, I said movie theaters. People miss this, these, they're, they're holed up in their houses, they're caged, they need some outside time, they need social time. So I think that's going to have the strongest and, and um, most attractive rebound once things turn around. So... Those are some of the things that I've been thinking um, in my head and, and I wanted to get out there and share. I think the office, I think office is going to kind of transform itself a little bit. I think we're going to see co-working space, which was already kind of spiraling for some of the bigger operators that got overextended. I think we're going to see a return to uh, more, I don't want to call it a mom and pop operation, but more of a boutique style operation. There's a... There's a couple of really, really great groups in San Diego 
one of which is Block Coworking, B-L-O-C Coworking. They're in North County, San Diego. They've got three locations, and um, they are a higher-end coworking environment, but they don't spare any expense when it comes to the build-out of their space, the amenities they offer, the the, the networking they offer, the uh, all the happy hours, the show, social events, the networking. It's just... They do it right. So um, they're full, right? They're full because they don't take on, you know, 20, 40, 100,000 square feet that they're trying to lease out like some of the other operators here in North County, San Diego. They're very smart. Um, They're very strategic. And um, they're going to stay full, especially as some of the larger office tenants and, 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 and office operators small businesses that work in larger office, they're going to start working from home. They're going to start working remotely. They're going to start having maybe a, a smaller office where they rotate um, their staff in and out. So we'll see some of that funnel down into these co-working spaces. Uh, another very cool one is smallofficesforrent.com. And small offices for rent, they are similar and dissimilar to the to the block co-working and the fact that it is a low entry point a lower let me say a lower entry point to getting a professional office space you're not having to commit to you know a three-year five-year term you know with a with at least a minimum of thousand square feet of office space but how they differ is um, they offer a little bit lower cost approach and it's not co-working where there's open workspace and private workspace whereas Small offices for rent is exactly what they say they are. It's it's basically executive suites. So they have one room suites and two room suites, and their prices range from anywhere from three hundred dollars a month to eight hundred dollars a month for private offices. They have no open shared workspace. Um, so there, there's some opportunity in the office world to not only um, move around as a tenant, but if you're an investor and you have a property, there's going to be some creative moves made by some of these operators into some other spaces. So that'll be interesting to see as well. Rental rates in North County, San Diego. Shoot, you know, we're, we're at an average of 285 a square foot in San Diego County. Um, North County, San Diego itself is uh, fluctuates between, you know, uh, like 180 and 190 a square foot. For some of the marketplaces like Vista, um, up to three dollars and forty-five cents for places like um, Encinitas and Rancho Santa Fe, and you get up to even four dollars and four and a quarter a foot for areas like Del Mar. So yeah, I know it's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, four four dollars and twenty-five cents a foot's a lot for for office, uh, and that's all relative, right? So that's San Diego relative to San Diego. You look at uh, places like San Francisco, LA, Manhattan, Chicago, you're easily at five to six, up to $8 a foot um, for class A office space, right? So everything's relative. That's why perspective is so important, especially uh, in times like these. So we have, um, I think, a few last words here from Mr. Julian Hawk. Uh, if there's anything else you want to say, buddy, now is the time. Uh, remember, this this uh, podcast, Bricks and Bones Commercial Real Estate, is sponsored by Lee and Associates Commercial Real Estate. 
Lee and Associates was started by Bill Lee um, 40 years ago. And he uh, has created a legacy and, and created a commercial real estate brokerage that is um, prides integrity, loyalty, pr- produces high, um, high-end brokers. Sorry, I'm moving my, my, uh, my guest around in his bouncer right now. But prides itself in, in uh, service, commitment to service, commitment to knowledge, experience, always positioning our clients with the, the best tools and resources and, and advice to make things happen. So Lee and Associates Commercial Real Estate, check us out across the, the continental U.S. Again, this is James Bengala. This was my first episode of Bricks and Bones Commercial Real Estate. Uh, I am your host. My guest today was Julian Hawk Bengala. And uh, this was our first one. So I hope you got a tidbit or two of information. And it is time to get Little Man um, a bottle and some food. Or maybe we go outside for a walk. We'll, we'll see. But uh, we're signing off. We'll talk to you guys next time. Check, check for our weekly podcast, Bricks and Bones Commercial Real Estate.